Uh, welcome again to Ask a CFO. We're here as ever today with uh, James Van Roussel, founder of Van Roussel Ventures. Morning, James. Good morning. Morning. How are you today? Uh, doing, doing great. Excited to be here, ready for uh, to go back under the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I, I love these little, uh, you know, mini, mini videos. Always helpful, and I've had some great feedback so far. Uh, so let me let me ask you then um, today's question: What's the role? of a finance department in identifying and evaluating new business opportunities? I, th I think you always look at the, the, the finance department as, as the numbers. So assuming that, that the numbers are correct um, and assuming we're, we're looking at identifying whether uh, we're, we're talking about a product, maybe a new product feature, a new product launch, um, something like that is what we're looking at, then, then I think the numbers are really pointing towards some kind of a return on investment, right? So how much is it going to cost me to, to, to do this launch, to, to take, take this opportunity? Um, and, and I think the numbers uh, are multifold. So it's not just how many dollars are we going to spend just on, um, you know, could, could, could be marketing, could be, uh, could be sales. How many new sales people do we need to hire to, to, to cover this? Um, it, 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 it also involves just everybody's time, um, you know, because when you, when you think of new products, um, you know, the head of product is really looking at how can, you know, how, how can we launch the product on time? You know, he's kind of a pro project manager, but it's the entire team that is giving input as to what the project should be. So, if, if you're evaluating whether to launch something, you're really looking at uh, time spent with customers, time spent with the whole executive team, deciding on whether it's a good idea, and then finance has to come in and say, right, um, this is how much it's gonna cost, this is how many new people are gonna come in. Um, and, and, and you would look at the, the head of sales and say, right, how much of this do you think you can sell based on um, current conversations with customers, but, but also with past requests from customers. Um, and so, so it's, it's definitely, it's not an exact science, um, but it's, but it's something where, where I think you do have to come up with a, some kind of an Excel spreadsheet that calculates this, this, uh, return on investments. And, and what sort of nuances, what variables do you need to build into your, your model there, apart from say the promises that you get from the salesperson and you mm -hmm. um, say you're head of sales, you can, you can say, okay, that's your number. We're holding you to account if you don't hit that, but what other sort of variables should be in there? Yeah, I, I, I like using milestones or, 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 or stage gates. Um, and, and, and it refers a little bit to like ha having an MVP, a minimum viable product that, okay, let's build something and let's see if, if it's actually selling and let's see if it's actually true. So, so the whole, you know, the whole invest, let's say the whole investment's a million dollars. You could probably do that initial investment up to a hundred thousand and then say, right, are we, you know, what are the metrics here? Are we getting any traction? Are we not? And then, and, and then if there is, then let's go to the next stage and, and, you know, maybe the next milestone is three months out for another launch of some sort and you'll spend another 250,000 and then you reevaluate re um, so that you, you can actually pull the plug if it's not working. Um, and, I, and I think th those milestones are set by the head of product in, in the project management timeline. Um, 
but that's 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 how that's how I like to do it. That's how how I like to manage the risk because in most in most things you're always managing risk. There's always a certain risk reward trade off, and you want to make sure that the uh, the reward is multiples of 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 the the potential risk of a loss. And how useful is something like a market trend analysis, seeing how comparable products have fared in the past? when there are so many different sort of uh, variables there around sort of time and competition and so on, is, is that even useful? Yeah, I think every input is useful. Um, you know, I, I, I think you, you do want to do the market research. Um, and, 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 and I think that there are, there, there are several inputs. I, I think there's always this gut feel of the market is there. I think I think you always kind of know it, but I think at the same time you do want to you do want to have some kind of market research report coming in uh, with, with with numbers actually saying yes, you know this this was here because if it's a big enough product launch, it's something that'll come up at the board meeting and the, and you'll have to justify to the board members you know this is why we're doing it this 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 is the data inputs that tells us that there is demand. And, and, and also you need to figure out how you're going to price it. And so some of that's going to come from the existing products, market research, competitors, et cetera. Okay. So the, the question that we've got here really is, is twofold, of course, you know, identifying and evaluating. We've, we've talked a bit about evaluating there. So in terms of spotting the opportunity in the first place, I mean, is, is that something that a finance department would get involved in um, sort of looking looking between the lines in the spreadsheet and saying, well, we've got a, a customer base here that would be paying this much more or is not getting a need served. Is, is that something that would happen? Uh, I, I, I always find that the, the numbers, numbers never lie and the numbers tell the story. So if you, if you can segment your, your sales enough uh, into different customer segments, different sizes, you know, here, here are top 20, 25 sales or ACV customers um, and, and this is the longevity of, of, of how long they've been with us and this is what they're buying and this is how much the prices are going up of these specific products. I, I think you can, you, know, you can easily say this, these are our most profitable segments, these are our most profitable customers, this is where we really want to focus. So if somebody comes along with um, an opportunity that's not in those those areas, you can say, I don't know if we want to focus there, or you, or you can make the case to the CEO, you know, you know, this is really where the opportunity is. But I think fi finance typically drives its analyses and its decisions and answers based off of off of the numbers. Fantastic. So what I'm hearing really is is get as much data as you possibly can, factor it in in, in any way that you can, and then just be extremely cautious just releasing the capital bit by bit and um uh and push the button really go ahead as soon as you have some kind of indication to say yes this is a legitimate opportunity yeah yeah and you'll never have a hundred percent of the the information it's always going to be you know wh whatever you feel comfortable with as a as a ceo what your risk profile is but you know it could be 60 percent, it could be 70 or 80 percent of the data before you know your gut check steps in and says, "Let's do this." And where, where does your relationship with your investors fit into that? Because they've given you the money, and you're pursuing a new sort of going in, going potentially in a new direction or or trialing a new product. Um, 
is this something where you, you want to be sort of keeping your investors very firmly in the loop? Yeah, I, I, I think, t- you know, typically for, uh, for, for investor-based startups or scale-ups, um, you, you'd have monthly updates to the investors, but the investors aren't, aren't driving the managerial responsibilities and decision-making. Um, you, would, you, would, you would really just tell them this is, this is where we're going and I think the, the governance of the company can step in with the fact that, you know, you, you're going to have quarterly board meetings anyway. You're going to discuss it with the board if there is an issue. And, and, and you'll probably end up with investors on the board as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they can give their feedback as to, um, you know, what they think you, sh- you should do. Um, you know, and I, th- and I think unless it's catastrophic, um, I don't think they're really going to step in and, and start managing the company themselves. Like that, that is just not their mission. That's not what they want to do. Yeah. I uh, interviewed a few investors recently and uh, I think they, they were all of, a, um, of one mind where that's concerned that the last thing they want to be doing really is, uh, is, is any kind of interventions. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. That's great. Thank you very much, James. And um, uh, we'll be back next time. If you have a question for James, please let us know. Just drop it into the comments below or tweet um, hashtag AskACFO. We'll pick it up. We will uh, put it to James and uh, we will see you then. Okay, thanks. Bye now.